Good morning, everyone. I believe you are excited. I believe you are expectant. Amen. Are you excited? Really excited? Amen. Well, I'm excited. I know that the Lord has destined this uh, service for you. Nothing is coincidence when we walk with the Lord. And so this morning, I know that the Lord is wanting to do something very special in your life. And uh, God's going to touch you in a fresh way, in a tangible way. And things are about to turn around in your life. Amen. And so this morning, I know that the Lord has got an appointment with you, each and every one of us. I really just want to uh, honor Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev, which I call dad and mom. Uh, 36 years that they've been in my life, me and sis, my wife, that's uh, in France now. And uh, we've moved recently to France. And, um, and so we've just settled in there. But uh, Apostle Theo and, and Dr. Bev, you know, led me to the Lord, taught me the Word, got me rooted in the Word, <laughs> got me drenched in the Spirit, <laughs> literally saturated. I watched Dr. Theo ministering, I watched him pray, and I just followed. <laughs> That's all I did. And uh, I need to say, and I need to, I, I declare this publicly, I would not be the man I am today if it wasn't for Dr. Uh, for Dr. Bev and Apostle Theo in my life. I would not be the man I am today. And I honor them, I respect them, I celebrate them, I love them, <laughs> and they mean more to me than I can express in words. And we need to stay grateful for the gifts that God has given us, the people that God has given us. Never lose your gratefulness. Never lose your thankfulness. It's one of the biggest sins I think we can commit. <laughs> and celebrate the people that God has put in our lives. And so thank you, uh, Dad. Thank you, Mom, for everything you mean to us. Thank you for showing and revealing the heart of God like this through 36 years in our lives. Um, to us and the kindness of God which we see in your life. Thank you so much for everything. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Let's draw near to God in prayer. Father God, we thank you for this morning. Thank you, Father, for your tangible presence in this place. Thank you, Father God, that you are touching your people and that you are transforming your people's lives to walk as, as true image bearers of Christ on the face of this earth. I ask you that you will envelop this service in the atmosphere of eternity. I ask you, Father God, that we will be so uh, in the atmosphere of eternity that we will even experience the flapping of your angels' wings. And Father, if there is any person in this place that is experiencing any discouragement today or hopelessness today, I ask you that faith will rise in their hearts, that courage will rise in their hearts, and Father God, that they will just experience a supernatural boldness within them, coming out of the inward person, and, go, and get back into the flow of what you've got for their lives in Jesus' mighty name. Touch your people in a mighty way this morning, and the people of God said, Amen. Amen. Bless you. You may be seated. Thank you, family. God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, you know, I've known the Lord like you've heard for 36 years. I've been walking with Jesus for 36 years. And had amazing experiences with Jesus in these 36 years. 
But the last two years especially was amazing years for me. Like the Lord is much more intentional for what He's doing in my life. He's, um, it's like there's an increase of expectation in my heart to see new things, <laughs> to experience new opportunities, for new doors to open in my life. And there's such a, in my own personal life, a heightened uh, <laughs> increase of the anointing. Why? Because I just experienced his drawing. He's drawing me closer. He's drawing me and inviting me to spend more time with him. This is a season where God is, 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 is calling us into the secret place, I believe, like never before. He's preparing his bride, and he's actually now already in a season with his bride where he wants to release the supernatural way, I want to say in even a spectacular way, in a spectacular way. God is wanting to use you and me in such a way that it will remove burdens and break yokes over people's lives and setting the people free. God is wanting to show off through your life. God is wanting to bring healing through your life. And so God is setting us up to be a pure conduit, a conduit um, of His presence. Now, from all the, the, I believe from all the sons of Apostle Theo and Beth, I'm probably the wildest. I'm probably the craziest, <laughs> and I'm probably the weirdest. And so if you think that I'm weird this morning, you're right. I am weird, weird, okay? <laughs> so just hang in there. I'm just going to release what the Lord has placed in my heart for you. Just embrace this, and I know that the Lord's going to bless you. But the Lord is changing things in people's lives. The Lord is confronting things in people's lives. When I'm in the presence of God today, I'm just experiencing now we serve a good God. We serve a kind God. We serve a God of grace and a God of love. But when I'm in the presence of God today, what I'm experiencing is God is not tolerating certain things anymore. That's what I'm experiencing. I'm just experiencing that the things that He tolerated in my previous season for my life, He's just not happy with that anymore. And it's just like there's a seriousness when I'm in the presence of God today. <laughs> That's what I'm experiencing. And I believe the whole bride is experiencing this. It's like God is challenging certain things. God is saying, listen, I need you to take care of this. I need you to do this. And I, need, I don't know what your this and that is, but God is challenging things. It's like He is purifying the inside of the cup. <laughs> Why? Because the greater His inward presence in our lives, the greater His outward presence would be. That's just the way it is. And so we, will, we are designed to go from glory to glory. That's the way we were designed to function. And there's a greater glory, a measure of glory that we are about to walk in. And I'm not, I don't want to be behind. I want to be right in front. So there's a strong invitation going on in the earth round today to his bride. Everyone's invited. Who is responding? <laughs> Who is responding? And I want to be that one. I'm responding. And I'll pay the price. I said to the Lord, I'll pay the price. Me and my family, we made a firm commitment. God, whatever you tell us to do, we'll do it. We'll go in and we'll pursue what you have for our lives. Whatever your plan is, may we walk in it. I want to stand before the Lord one day. And I want to hear, Diddy, you, you did well. You were wild. You were crazy. 
but you did well. And I believe all of us wants to hear that. So the title of my message this morning is A Holy Breaking In and Entering. A Holy Breaking In and Entering. In Mark chapter 2, verse 1 to 12, we read a remarkable story of friendship, unity, of faith, determination, faith in action, and also contesting of a miracle. Now in Mark chapter 2, we see that Jesus is in Capernaum. Now Capernaum was a hot spot for Jesus. In Mark chapter 1, we see that Jesus performed many miracles in Capernaum. Some disciples stayed there. Peter had a house there. And Jesus is at Peter's house, and the crowds are following Jesus. They're filling their house. They are coming around the house, and they're just uh, all over the house. And Jesus is ministering to people. But there are four guys and a paralyzed man, a fifth guy, which is also in Capernaum. And something, there's electricity in the air in Capernaum. There's a presence in the air. And these guys, I'm going to take this chair, I'm going to make a little demonstration, because they didn't walk around with a stretcher carrying their friend. Okay? They heard something in the air. They realized there was something going on. And let's say Dean is the ringleader. He's the, the guy, the take charge guy. And he's sitting there in Capernaum, minding his own business, but all of a sudden, news arrives. Jesus is in town. Amen. The truth, the, 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 the present truth is in town. The truth is ministering in town. And he's sitting there, and he's experiencing the presence of deliverance. He's experiencing the presence of healing. Life in the air. And as he's sitting there and he's receiving this through the airwaves, something happens in his heart. It changes his heart. It touches his heart. He's not sitting there and, uh, well, he, he could have a choice. What is he going to decide? How is he going to react to what he's experiencing? And as he receives this news, he hears, but listen, there's a presence. This is Jesus. This is the man that healed so many. This is the man that touched so many. This is divinity. This is the Son of God. And he gets out of his chair. And he hears in his heart that miracles can take place. And he knows a friend that needs a miracle. Who knows a friend that needs a miracle? Amen. Amen. He wasn't seated there. He didn't stay seated there thinking by himself, well, maybe this can be true. Being cynic uh, having cynicism in his heart. Being skeptic about, skeptic about the news. Having any skepticism. He sat there and he heard about Jesus. The word that became flesh. The truth that is among them in Capernaum. And as he's seated there, he's thinking, wow, this is amazing. This can change and transform our lives and our friends' life. You know, the Word of God is incorruptible seed. The Word of God is filled with glory. The, the Word of God is filled with power. 
It's filled with life. It can turn around any situation we face in life. Any challenge that comes our way can be met by the glorious Word of God and has to conform to the plan of God for our lives. We serve our God from a place of victory. We serve our God from a place of power and we are in covenant with God. And so he sat there and he heard the word. He heard deliverance. Incorruptible seed entering his heart. If you look at how seed is designed, seed is not designed to break into. Seed is designed to break out from. Seed has been designed with inherent glory. But you don't know how much glory is in that seed if you don't put it in fertile soil for it to respond to. Our lives is fertile soil, needs to be fertile soil. Our lives need to be a place where seed will respond, germinate, and release glory. So we are looking for an outpouring of God's glory today. God says, no, you're not going to receive an outpouring of glory. I need an uprising of glory within you. The word that we carry needs to be revealed in you. The glory that is within you needs to be revealed. Jesus was present truth in Capernaum. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 12 says that we need to be established in present truth. What is present truth? Present truth is the revelation we carry within us of who God is. The revelation, the rhema word of God that is alive in us. The revelation, the living word of God that we know is stronger than the challenge we are facing. It's active in us. It's alive in us. It's more real to us than the problem. It's more real to us than the circumstance. That's rhema. That's present truth. What is the present truth in your life today? What is the present truth of God, the rhema word of God, that is alive and active and working for you today? What revelation, what illumination, what brightness, what clarity have you received from the Lord in His presence for the circumstances that you are facing that is trying to overtake you? The challenges that you are facing. Now, God is not saying that you need to say that your circumstances don't exist. God is just saying that you, don't, you can know that your circumstances cannot control you. God's Word will align those circumstances to come into line with what His purpose is for your life. They will submit to God's glory. So here Dean is sitting. Dean is the ringleader of the four. Luke is one of the ringleader's friends. Nicholas, he's on the stretcher. We hope Nicholas is still here. Are you here, Nicholas? Okay. Radic, he's another friend, helping. Yeah, I still need one more guy. Peter, Peter he's also there. So Luke is, uh, um, uh, Dean is shouting out. He's sitting there, so he's hearing the news. He's hearing He's experiencing the power of God in the air. He's not thinking about this and trying to be, you know, having uh, cynicism about this. 
He's not thinking about the past. He's not thinking about the future. He's not having a mid-faith crisis. He's not stuck. If he was stuck, he was going to be about to get unstuck. And so the news hits his ears, comes into his heart, an uprising takes place, and he goes into action. And Dean shouts out, Peter, do you have poles? Shouts out to Radic, Radic, do you have ropes? Who's the other one? Luke, <laughs> do you have a mat? Come on, we need these things. We need to put a stretcher together. We need Nicholas to get into the presence of Jesus. The truth is present in Capernaum. And if the truth is present in Capernaum, we need Nicholas to be in the presence of the truth. We know that he's paralyzed, but the truth can straighten him out. The truth can cause a miracle. And so here they're running around, they're getting poles, and, Luke, and, uh, and Dean is telling Luke, okay, now do you take the end of that rope? Let's, let's just weave it through this mat. Let's make this makeshift stretcher, and let's get Nicholas on the stretcher. But Nicholas needs to get to Jesus. And so they take Nicholas, put him on the stretcher, and there they go, off to Peter's house. They heard that Jesus is in Peter's house. And now they run, they run with Nicholas to get him in the presence of Jesus. But here they, find, here they get to Peter's house, and Peter's house is inundated with people. Spectators looking at Jesus. Religious leaders inside of Peter's house. And the, there's no way in to Peter's house. But Dean is not a man that is going to allow circumstances to stop him. He's not a man that's going to allow anything to stand be, between them and the presence of Jesus. He's not a man that's going to allow excuses <laughs> to stop him to get into where Jesus is at. You see, people, we cannot, we, we cannot blame others and trust God at the same time. We cannot blame others and trust God at the same time. And so when we face circumstances, focus on God, focus on the word, focus on the promise, and keep on running. Don't let go of your determination. Don't never give up. Press on. And so they come to Peter's house. People are standing there. And then Dean says, all right, I've got a plan. There's people we can't get into the door. But guess what? There's a staircase. And so they go out. They, they go to the outward wall because the staircase were built around the homes those days. And they run up the stairs and it's all shaky for Nicholas. Nicholas has to, has to really hold on for dear life. And they get on there. They get right up to the roof. And guess what? They just put down Nicholas and they're saying, all right, now we just need to get through this roof. And they take stones. They take anything they can get, put their hands on to make a hole in the roof. That's the plan. And they get on their knees and they're making a, a hole in the roof and they break down the, the mud, they break down the clay, they break down the, 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 the wood and the straw, but they need to get through this roof. They need to get their friends into the presence of Jesus. They were not, allow, they were not going to allow cynicism to keep them out of the presence. They were not going to allow skepticism 
to keep them out of the presence. They were not going to allow unbelief to keep them out of the presence. They were not going to allow the opinions of others to keep them out of the presence. They wanted to be where Jesus is at. At the center of where Jesus is at, that's where their friend needed to be. And so here they break through the roof. Oh my word. Peter's inside that house, his house. And he's looking up. Eventually they break through. And Peter's looking up. And he's saying, oh my word, what's happening to my house? I hope my insurance is going to cover this. And there's straw, there's wood, sticks, mud, clay, raining on Jesus. Raining on all the people inside, the religious leaders. Straw, mud, dirt, clay refers to fleshly stuff, natural stuff. Things that are wanting to limit us. Things that are wanting to distract us. What's in your life and what's in my life that is distracting me from getting into the presence? If there's anything in our lives that is distracting us because distraction will lead to destruction. And if there's anything in our lives that is distracting us for what Jesus wants us to be, we need to confront it. We cannot shift anything in our lives if we don't confront it. And so they break through the roof. And they won't allow anything to stand between them and Jesus. Now, God is breaking. God is deconstructing things in many people's lives today. Taking hindering obstacles out the way. You see, the clarity of Jesus was made these four guys wild. They weren't going to trade their wildness in their faith for domesticated Christianity. They weren't going to trade their expectation for any cynicism. Their passion for indifference. Their desperation for skepticism. They weren't going to trade their wonderful God for the control of the opinions and observations of others. They were determined to get their friend into the counsel and the presence of Jesus. We are living in the days today where God is saying, don't listen to the opinions of men. Don't listen to the observations of others. Do not listen to the media. I need you to stand in my counsel. If you go and see Jeremiah 33, uh, 23 verse 22, God speaks to his people. He says, if they would only listen to me, but they stood in the council of prophets that spoke out of their own. They listened to their opinions and their observations. But if they had listened to me, God says they would not have been captive, taken captive by their enemies. My brother, my sister, this is a time where God is saying to us, I'm calling you to the secret place. I'm calling you to become fluent in my hands. I'm calling you to engage in my purpose for your life. I'm calling you to keep your ear close to my heart. Getting, getting yourself in the throne room of God. 
because God is alive, God is well, and God is wanting to break through in our lives if we are willing to press into His glory, into His place of the throne room where God is wanting to share, share secrets with us. Call upon me, Jeremiah 33, verse 3. And he says, and I will share things with you that are remarkable, that you know nothing about. I'll share them with you. But you see, God is a God of relationship. God says, if you draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. And I'll make myself known to you. If any man lacks wisdom, ask me and I'll give you wisdom. This is a time of clarity. This is a time of wisdom. For God's people. God is coming back for a glorious bride. That is going from glory to glory. Glory in the Greek is doxa. It means glory thinking. <laughs> it means glory strategy. <laughs> it means glory plans. It means glory purpose. God's got a glorious purpose for your life. God's got a glorious strategy that He needs to download into your heart for you to implement in our lives for all of us so that we can fulfill the blueprint of heaven's design for our lives. So what's holding you back? What's holding me back from being in the presence of Jesus? If I have to break down a roof, <laughs> a holy breaking in and entering, we can go even further, holy vandalism. I want to say to you today that God is even changing the vocabulary of His bride. God is changing their perspective. God is taking us into a new, on a new plane. He's taking us to higher heights as the eagle flies. And you're going to see more as you press into God. A holy breaking in and entering. Huh. Don't trade your suddenlies for formulas. You see, their only goal, only goal was bringing their friend right into the center of where Jesus was. I want to say to you, God is dealing with selfishness. It's not about me. Put a bit of focus on your neighbor. <laughs> Put the focus on others. Now allow God to have his way in and through your life. I've come to understand the more I allow God to use me to bless others, the more I'm blessed. <laughs> putting me last, putting others first. I do that on purpose when I serve someone with cool drink or I give them a plate of food. I always take the smallest portion. <laughs> Why? Because I want to have a heart that Gives more. <laughs> That's just me. Why? Because I struggled with selfishness in the past. And that will not have any place in my life. Come on, don't, yeah, don't look at me and thought I'm so holy. <laughs> so today, I'd make it do it on purpose. I'll always give the biggest portion to others and take the smallest portion. Amen. <laughs> So the Lord is removing boundaries and limitations in people's lives. There is a holy breaking in and entering taking place in many of God's people today. I see people, I see a bride arising 
that's got an attitude like, I don't care if I get sued. I don't care about my reputation. I don't mind losing the stamp of approval from religious societies or from the culture of this day. I don't care if I'm rude entering from the roof. <laughs> I don't care how, what people think. What I care about is what God says and what God thinks. I don't care about losing my friends. I don't care about losing my name or my fame. All I care about is to be with Jesus. Now, the word says that Jesus saw their faith. Now, I don't know this morning if you are the person on the stretcher. Nicholas? Or one of the four friends. Maybe you may be Luke or Radic. Or Peter. But verse 5 says, When Jesus saw the extent of their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, My son, your sins are now forgiven. The text says, Jesus saw their faith. Their faith. There is something about a corporate actions taken in faith, going into action in faith, done with passion and unity. I believe that the Lord is allowing a tsunami, a holy tsunami wave to rise up in His body with a unity we've never seen before. God is breaking boundaries between Christians. God is breaking boundaries between ministries. God is uniting hearts like never before because it's all going to be about God's purpose, God's plan for this time we are living on the face of this earth. God's coming back for a glorious church walking together in unity uh, uh, that has received their marching orders from heaven and rising up together in faith, taking action together. Although the paralyzed man had faith, he still was dependent on the faith of his four friends. He had to borrow their faith, the faith of his friends, to get him in the presence of Jesus. We do this in our spiritual families and gatherings today. We come to church not having much faith that day, but I see the faith of my friend, but I, I see the faith of my friends and I borrow theirs. What happens to you when you spend time with people that are filled with faith? How many jumps on you? When you see them doing something that's impossible, you also want to do something that's impossible. Amen. Because we serve the God of the impossible. You see, faith can be caught. Faith is contagious. Paul speaks of us gathering as a church in Romans 1 verse 12. So we might be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. Remember, Jesus saw their faith. He didn't hear about their faith. He saw their faith. Faith is something we see. Here is faith in faithful action. Faith with legs. Faith that hopes so much that Jesus can help that we'll do almost anything to get a friend, our friend, to Jesus. James 2 verse 17 says, Faith without works is dead. Faith is more than a set of beliefs, more than confessions. Faith is carrying a friend for help. It is more than a feeling. Feelings we know comes and go. They don't stay. Praise God for that too. <laughs> it is staring up somebody's roof, hopefully not mine, in order to get a friend to Jesus. We need faith. We need a faith today that can be seen. 
a faith in action. When we come together, when we come together, it is a faith that can be seen. When we help someone in need, it is a faith that can be seen. Some days just getting out of bed, getting dressed and going to work, it is a faith that can be seen. In Mark chapter 2 verse 6, this offended some of the religious scholars who were present and they reasoned among themselves, who does he think he is to speak this way? This is blasphemy for sure. Only God himself can forgive sins. You see, believers that truly serve God will inevitably offend many, many people along the way. We are in the days where God's Spirit is saying things that even offend Christians. Hello? There's a clear line being drawn between full-hearted Christianity and half-hearted Christianity today. Between lukewarmness and being on fire for the kingdom of God. I want to be on fire, totally burning up for the Lord. If people see me, they must see me burning. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> we need to believe the Lord is all-powerful for us to be properly powerful in Him. These are the days where we are going to be properly powerful and also properly hated. Here is a man on the stretcher and Jesus says to him, your sins are forgiven. I think this man should have thought by himself, okay, that's fine, Lord. We broke through this roof. You saw the extent of our faith for my legs, not for my sins to be forgiven. But Jesus told him, your sins are forgiven. He saw the extent of their faith. And then afterwards he said, take up your mat and walk. Today you may just want to hear that God loves you. That your sins are forgiven. You see, guilt and shame can paralyze you as surely as polio can put you on a stretcher. Maybe you just need to hear that you will not lose your marriage. Maybe you just need to hear that you will not lose your house. You will not lose your children. Maybe this is all you need to hear. But God is saying to you today that you will be fine. You can trust Him. You can believe Him. He'll come through for you. Take up your mat and walk. A righteous man shall fall seven times, but he will rise up again. There's an uprising taking place in the body of Christ like we've never seen before. There's a unity in the body of Christ being birthed today like never before. There's a faith arising in God's children's hearts like never before. There is a, their marching orders has been served. God is calling everyone. Everyone. I want to be part of the new breed. <laughs> I want to be part of where the action is. Amen. And God is calling us all to come together and do that. Amen. Praise God. If you learned something, praise the Lord. Amen. Ma'am, they're at the back. Ma'am, one, two, three, four, four. Yes, you were writing there. That's it. Can you stand, please? What do you do for a living? Multiple things. Okay. Okay. How long have you known the Lord? Twenty years. I want to say this to you. If I had to go through a storm, I would like you to, have, to be one of my friends. 
You are a person that doesn't let go. God gave you a promise. You're going to work that promise, and you're going to see it come to fruition. You are a fighter. <laughs> you know how to pray. You know how to press in. You know how to stand in the gap. The devil has tried so many times, even the last few years, to take the wind out of your sails. But I see how you pressed in for your family. I see how you pressed in to get financial breakthroughs. And God has come through for you every single time. So now at this stage, I see that you're working on new projects. Things are coming, new things. Is that true? Yes, new challenges coming. And it's like, okay, you're measuring these things coming into your life. God says, I'm, God is taking you into a season where you're going to take leaps of faith. You're going to take leaps of faith. And God's going to come through for you. You are a person that's virtuous. You are solid, grounded in the word, on the Word of God. You embrace the Word of God. I see you spending time with the, in the Word of God. You really work the Word. And the, the Word is working for you. And uh, as the devil has tried to distract you and also to bring disruption in your family, you stood on the Word and it worked out for you. God says in the next, I see the next five to six years that God is bringing a solid platform, financial platform into your lives. There's a reason for that. And so God is giving you wisdom for you and your husband in this time to really um, use these finances in a very wise way because God is wanting to create a solid platform for the years after that. So, so the, you are entering a time of harvest, a time of harvest. And God's creating this platform now. Ask God for the wisdom how to establish this platform. Invest well. Invest well. Because the years after these five, six years are going to be a determining factor for the destiny that God has for you. That's what I see. Okay? The new projects that God is bringing in your life is totally from Him. You've got a very discerning eye. A very discerning eye. I can see that you distinguish between what's good and great. And God, there's greatness on its way at another level in your life. Okay? For your whole family. God bless you. Okay? And this couple here, yes. Man with the glasses. Are you married? Okay, can you stand, please? I <laughs> just want to be sure. <laughs> Does that make sense, ma'am? Ma'am? Excuse me, ma'am. Does that make sense? Everything makes sense. Okay. God loves you. You see, there's so much. God is unlocking destiny codes in your life. This is what's happening now. You are starting to see things you've never seen before. Everything's changing. You cannot unlock new doors with old keys. It's like God is giving you new keys to unlock these new doors. There's major opportunities coming to your life. You are, you are kingdom financiers. You need to understand that completely. And, and I see God doing a miracle in your husband's life. I see God doing a miracle in your husband's life. There's a, a level of in, intimacy that the Lord is drawing into or bring your, your husband into with him. God bless you. Ma'am, sir. You trusting God for a breakthrough? Absolutely. <laughs> I see financial breakthrough. That needs, you need that like yesterday. <laughs> God is bringing that to your life. You are generous people. You are such generous people. I mean, you don't hold back at all. I see you actually 
I mean, you get generous people, but then you get joyful people. <laughs> you are generous and joyful at the same time. The moment you get a chance just to sow, you will sow. You've seen the goodness of God. God says, you'll see my goodness even to a higher degree in the land of the living. God is canceling debt in your life. I see God canceling debt in your life. The devil, the locust has tried to steal from you, tried to eat your harvest, to eat your, your crops. God says he's made a very bad investment because he has to repay seven times. And so there's a sevenfold harvest coming into your life. Sir, I need you to understand that when you pray, heaven moves. Well, you need to hear that from the Lord today. I see literally when you start praying, angels getting dispatched, dispatched. There's angels that has come into your life that has never been on the earth realm before. It's fresh. It's all new what the Lord is doing in your life. How many children do you have? Three. I see a concern at one of them. A concern. God is taking care of that. Okay? God is taking care of that. Your children will serve. I see purity your whole life, in your whole family. Purity. Purity. But God's dealing with some concern in one of the children. Maybe the middle one? Okay? Maybe. Okay. But that's what I see. All right? But let the Lord talk to you there. But the Lord has got you firmly in His grip and He's taking you to higher, higher levels of breakthrough, finances. You've just been so generous that... God just wants to bless you. Okay? God bless you. Amen. Praise God. You've been blessed? Amen. Okay.